0: Welcome to Cars, Trucks, and Bucks on TalkZone.com, the show that's dedicated to saving you money on buying and owning a vehicle. Now, here's your host, Rick
1: Popley. Welcome to Cars, Trucks, and Bucks, where each week we help you make smarter choices about buying and owning a vehicle and save money. Hello, everyone. I'm Rick Popley, your host and proprietor. Glad you could join me for this special Halloween edition. To celebrate Halloween, I am in full costume today, dressed as a radio show host. I don't have any tricks for you, but you are in for a real treat. My guest today will be Mark Williams, editor of PickupTrucks.com, where they cover trucks and nothing but trucks all the time. A lot has been happening in the world of full-size pickups lately, and Mark will bring us up to date on recent changes and what's coming next. He also will explain how the new Chevy Silverado and GMC Sierra performed in head-to-head competition with other large trucks and who has the best light-duty and heavy-duty pickups today. But before we fire up our truck engines, here is this week's auto news you might be able to use. Consumer Reports magazine released its annual reliability ratings this week, and, as usual, Japanese brands dominated, taking seven of the top ten spots. However, European manufacturers Audi and Volvo and General Motors' GMC division moved into the top ten. In addition, Consumer Reports polled its recommended rating from two popular Japanese midsize sedans, the Honda Accord with a V6 engine, and the Nissan Altima. Consumer Reports still recommends the four-cylinder Accord, but said V6 models had more problems than average, mainly with the audio system and dashboard touchscreen. The Altima had issues with its transmission, wind noise, and squeaks and rattles. The Accord and Altima were redesigned for 2013, and new models typically have more problems in their first year on the market. We discussed that topic with Consumer Reports and J.D. Power & Associates during the August 29th episode of this show. The top three brands for reliability were Lexus, Toyota, and Acura. The bottom three were Ford, Lincoln, and Mini. The Ford Fiesta with the new one-liter three-cylinder engine has an EPA highway estimate of 45 miles per gallon, the highest for any car that isn't a hybrid or diesel. That 45 mpg highway rating applies to the Fiesta SFE model with a 5 speed manual transmission. The city estimate is 32 miles per gallon, and the combined city highway rating is 37. With the optional 6 speed automatic transmission, the 3 cylinder Fiesta has EPA estimates of 30 city. 41 Highway, and 34 combined. When all is said and done with the government bailout of General Motors, taxpayers will be on the hook for about $10 billion. In 2009, GM filed for bankruptcy, and the federal government financed the restructuring of the company with $49 billion of taxpayers' money. That gave Uncle Sam a 61% ownership in GM, and kept the company afloat during the recession. Since then, the U.S. Treasury Department has been selling off GM stock, and now it owns only a 7% stake. The Treasury Department said this week that the value of the GM stock it has sold so far results in a loss of $9.7 billion. After it sells the remaining shares of GM stock, the Treasury Department estimates the final tab to taxpayers will be about $10 billion from the still-controversial GM bailout. On Wednesday, GM posted its 15th straight quarterly profit since it emerged from bankruptcy. GM has had net profits of more than $20 billion during that period. And that is this week's auto news you might be able to use. We're talking about pickup trucks today, a key segment of the auto industry that accounts for nearly 14% of new vehicle sales, one out of every seven. For the three domestic automakers, large pickups also generate a significant portion of their profits. Pickup truck sales are important not only to the auto industry, they also are a major economic indicator for the U.S. as a whole. When sales of pickup trucks go up, that means construction companies, contractors, tradesmen, and others who get their hands dirty are seeing their business increase as well. It also means consumers are flush and buying trucks for recreational and personal use, such as towing a boat or trailer. Pickup sales are up nearly 16% this year. And in contrast, sales of all types of vehicles are up 8%. A lot is going on these days in the pickup world with new designs, new engines and transmissions, and new emphasis on fuel economy. Here to talk about that with me is Mark Williams, the editor of PickupTrucks.com, a leading source of information about pickups that, as the name suggests, you can find online at PickupTrucks.com. It is a companion site to Cars.com but they deal with the hard-working, trailer-touring, load-hauling, mud-slinging side of the auto industry. Welcome to the show, Mark.
0: Thank you, Rick, very much. That's a wonderful description of the website. I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> well, it is. It's uh, You guys get down and dirty with these uh, trucks.
0: Yeah. The, uh, that's uh, what, One of the beautiful things about pickup trucks is you can do so many different things with them when you... Uh, Put your hard-earned cash down and buy one of them. And, uh, and yeah, our guys that come to the website seem to do just about anything and everything you can possibly imagine to do with a, a vehicle. They they end up doing with their pickup trucks.
1: Yeah, you know, be- before the recession, there was a period where there are a lot of uh, uh, personal use truck buyers—people who you know wanted one to tow a you know boat or something like that—or just because. They had to haul mulch twice a year, you know. Uh, but is the rebound in truck sales now driven mainly by contractors and tradesmen?
0: And- yeah, well, well there's, there's no question that the economy, as it's coming back um, in, in baby steps, uh, is definitely helping uh, dealers that are selling pickup trucks. Ford, uh, Chevy, GMC, uh, Toyota, Ram, they're all... They're all experiencing some fantastic sales, especially when compared to where they were last year, or even the year before. But, but I think I think there was a, a general perception out there, certainly against some of my car-loving uh, colleagues, that uh, that there were a lot of people in pickup trucks five, six, seven years ago that really shouldn't have been in pickup trucks. I, 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 I never quite understood what that meant when I tried to nail them down on that, but but it seemed like a lot of people didn't didn't think that uh, the people who were kind of gravitating toward pickups at their highest peak of popularity necessarily need them. They were more of a, a lifestyle statement than they were actually a, a practical tool that people needed for either their work or for their their weekend play. And as far as how how the numbers are are coming back now, um, we're starting to see us get very close to those sales numbers that we saw at the peak of the uh, the, the pickup truck, um, uh, you know, universe like before it was before the recession. Um, and so, so I think that's confusing a lot of people that are trying to understand where are these sales coming from? Are these all these lifestyle people coming back and buying pickups they don't need, or is this the the pent-up demand that that a lot of companies and small businessmen have have and women have have put off these purchasing decisions on these uh, big pickups for a couple of years, with so much instability in the economy. And the answer is probably both. So it, it, definitely, the economy is doing better. Definitely, people are starting to understand that new designs in pickup trucks are getting uh, better for their families and 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 for um, doing more than just hauling a bunch of wood in the bed, but the interiors are becoming spectacularly beautiful and comfortable for long trips.
1: Quite luxurious in some cases. Oh, yeah, Yeah.
0: absolutely. And fuel economy, the technology advancements we've had in fuel economy have been spectacular and don't look like they're going to slow down anytime soon. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Among the uh, the four domestic brands, that's, you know, the Ford F-Series, Chevy Silverado, the GMC Sierra, and the uh, Ram, Dodge Ram. Um, their sales this year are up. All of them are up more than twenty percent.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: that's a they're huge all, uh, jump. Yeah, they're all doing very well. Of course, those are comparative numbers with uh, monthly sales from last year and the year before, so it, it's it's a little bit skewed. But I I know they're they're all incredibly happy about how well they're doing in 2013 compared to 2012. Just like they were very happy about. 2012 numbers compared to, to 2011, but yeah, all of the domestics and, and the imports for that matter. Actually, um, Toyota is seeing some some good gains as well too. But um, and Nissan is right on the verge with their full-size pickup truck, their Titan to do a complete redesign and remodel of that for uh, probably probably in the next model year or if if not 2015 then 2016.
1: Okay, well we'll get back to that a little later but the, the biggest news uh so far for 2014 of course is the redesign of the uh uh Silverado and Sierra, the GM pickups that combined ranked number 2 in sales to the F series. What's yeah. what's really new? for these uh, vehicles, and what's carrying on? Well, that.
0: yeah, it, 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 that's a great question, because that's um, it, it's one of those interesting examples of a redesigned vehicle that doesn't have anything big, huge, and sexy to grab a lot of media attention, Mm -hmm. but they've pretty much gone into their previous model, which they hadn't redone for over seven years, and went piece by piece, almost every single part on that truck, from the frame all the way up into the interior pieces, nuts and bolts, and completely redesigned and upgraded them. Now, it doesn't look incredibly new and and futuristic and dramatically different. But as far as ride quality, as far as fuel economy, as far as um, the technology they've included now in their uh, infotainment system and how that vehicle communicates, not just to itself but also to uh, um, anybody who's working on the vehicle, it, it is a completely new and revamped and vastly improved pickup truck. Both both the Chevy Silverado and the GMC Sierra half tons.
1: Now, uh, are the engines new, revamped? How would you describe them?
0: Yeah, just, just starting at the powertrains, brand new Ecotech 3 engines, and Ecotech 3 is kind of the label that GM has put on these three new engines, a 4.3 liter V6, 5.3 liter V8, and a 6.2 liter V8 that are optional across the half ton, ton lineup, that are, uh, completely, from the beginning of the design process, absolutely brand new and as, and as Hugely advanced in technology as they could possibly make them. Well, so th- th- they might be the same sizes and displacements of mm-hmm. engines they've had before, but there is nothing the same about them other than the numbers.
1: I'll be darned, and that's where they—that's <laughs> partly where they got their uh, fuel economy improvement.
0: Yeah, exactly. In fact, in all three cases, which is a- unprecedented in the uh, rest of the at least pickup truck segment of the auto industry. Fuel, uh, cylinder deactivation with the V6 and both V8s, uh, direct injection with the V6 and both V8s, and uh, variable valve timing with the V6 and the V8s. No other manufacturer can brag about that, and as a result, they are getting pretty much class-leading uh, fuel economy numbers out of each one of those engines when compared to their uh, direct competitors in the, in the same half-ton segment.
1: Uh, The others, the competition, of course, isn't standing still, and uh, we have to pause here for a break, but when we come back, maybe you can run through some of the changes on the competitors for uh, the General Motors pickups. Absolutely. Okay, stay with us, everyone.
0: Welcome back to Cars, Trucks, and Bucks on TalkZone.com. Here's Rick Popley.
1: Welcome back, everyone. My guest today is Mark Williams, editor of PickupTrucks.com, a comprehensive information site that is all trucks, all the time. If you have a question or comment, the phone lines are open. You can join the conversation by calling 888-463-6700. Four eight. That's 888-463-6748. Eight, 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 six, six, uh, Mark, before the break, uh, we were talking about, uh, what's new with the Silverados here, but I, I just wanted to backtrack a, a little bit on pickup truck sales to show, uh, demonstrate to the listeners that that is a field, the pickup truck field is dominated by the domestic manufacturers. 83% of the pickup trucks sold in the
2: U.S.? Yeah,
0: well, it is unprecedented. Pickup trucks have been part of the American you can go with the auto industry. So, um, and, and it's been a very difficult nut for outside, not outside, but import companies to actually tr- try to crack this, uh, try to crack this market. Um, I, I, I don't know how to explain that other than the fact that uh, they've had a long time to get this right. And it looks like new trucks that are coming out for 2014 that they're they're doing a pretty good job. It doesn't mean that the imports can not eventually get in there and compete, but they're going to have to do uh, some very drastic changes to their existing models, and they're going to have to be very aggressive.
1: Which is going to cost a lot of money.
0: Which is going to cost a lot of money. Exactly.
1: Yeah, it uh, it's it's a huge investment in those trucks. So uh, we. Uh, Besides the new Silverado and and Sierra, what are some of the other significant changes uh, for 2014 in the pickup trucks?
0: Well, there's two other vehicles that kind of stand out. The uh, Toyota Tundra, um, which is actually made. They've got a huge, gigantic plant that makes uh, both their full-size Tundra and Mid-sized Tacoma in San Antonio, Texas, but for 2014, and they've taken about six or seven years before they've refreshed their uh, existing model. It's a, it's, it's not. I, I, I can't call it a completely redesigned Toyota Tundra, but they have done some significant design work to the exterior, um, upgraded, uh, uh, extensive upgrading to the interior quality and materials and uh, and look of the truck, um, but pretty much have a carryover powertrain. Uh, and chassis and suspension set up. So it's it's new and revised, it's just not completely redesigned. Something that's a little more completely redesigned was last year, the big news was the Ram 1500. They came out with what was essentially supposed to be just a refreshed model. A lot of us were just expecting some upgrades and updates, and they came out and, uh, just to put it mildly, blew our socks off. <laughs> they came out with a, a essentially a brand new truck where they redesigned the frame uh, offered an air suspension system that is completely exclusive with uh, uh, with half-ton pickup trucks and this year they've just released uh, a new eco diesel so the first diesel turbo diesel engine offered in the half ton Segment is going to be uh, very interesting to watch to see how how pickup buyers um, either stay away from that and are a little more cautious, or if they just dive into it and say we want the extra fuel economy and range.
1: Right, so diesels are something you find in the heavy duty, the F250, F350. Yes, yeah, very,
0: uh, yeah. right. they, very. It's a very traditional um, kind of work, commercial oriented uh, customer that understands the benefits, and that that usually means they're thinking ten and. Twelve and fifteen years out, trying to get their money back. Um, so, yeah, but but for the half ton pickup truck segment, this is very new. Now, obviously, on the car side, the Germans in particular have, have loved diesel engines. They love right. them in Europe, and, and it seems like the sales are growing like crazy here in the U.S. too. But but whether or not that pickup truck, that half ton pickup truck buyer is going to be interested in it will be will be very interesting to watch.
1: Mm-hmm. You you mentioned the uh, Ram fifteen hundred and the uh, suspension. Uh, I went to a event at uh, Chrysler's Proving Grounds during the summer, and I, you know, they had all their vehicles out there for you to, uh, you could drive around their Proving Grounds. And I drove three or four cars and SUVs and then it got into a Ram 1500. It was the quietest and had the best ride quality of any of the Vehicles out there, I was stunned. Yeah, that's,
2: that's
0: not surprising. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and and that comment I've heard over and over over the last 18 and 24 months as uh, more and more automotive journalists have had a chance to experience that. But they, in 2013, they, I can't say they started a revolution because nobody else has really followed them. But but they went away from those rear leaf springs, which every, every one of us who loves trucks understands and, and knows that there's a certain amount of compromise you have to deal with ride quality, but they they swapped out on their half-ton pickup trucks the leaf springs and threw in coil springs in the back and uh, and literally made their trucks drive much more like full-size SUVs than full-size pickup trucks and that that really has caught the attention of not not just customers but also the media and and now they've they also offer a, an airbag suspension all four corner airbags with the Ram 1500 that you can get on some of the uh, more luxury oriented models and that's just, I mean, it's like floating on marshmallows. You're just cruising <laughs> down the road like you're floating. You're not even driving a pickup truck anymore.
1: Yet without compromising the uh, the work capabilities?
0: Um, Ram says no, uh, but, it, but as far as when you look at maximum payload numbers mm-hmm. and maximum towing numbers, there's a little bit of a sacrifice and compromise. So I, I think maybe that's why they've done a pretty good job of pairing that that air suspension with some of the more upper-level trim levels because those trucks are a little less likely to do abusive hard work than some of the, the lower trim levels like the tradesmen or the outdoorsmen
2: does.
1: Ah, okay. Uh, you mentioned the, uh, the changes to the Tundra, that they weren't uh, a complete redesign, but if you back up into the history of the Tundra and Toyota's efforts in, with bigger trucks, Toyota has struggled for years to get a competitive large truck. It goes back to a model they called the T-100, the first generation or two of Tundras. And then the last big change was in 2007 when they uh, they built that plant in San Antonio. And they came out with a full-fledged half-ton light-duty pickup. And I, I think there was a lot of trepidation in Detroit over that, but the peak year for sales... Was 2007, the first full year in the market. They sold 197,000. Yes. Last year, they sold 102,000. Just to put Toyota's pers- uh, Toyota in perspective, the Tundra has sold 82,000 Tundras this year versus 560,000 F series <laughs> backups. <laughs> what happened? Yes,
2: yeah. What happened uh, with
1: the Toyota? You know, I mean, they have dominated the uh, car market with the Camry for years.
2: Yeah,
0: you know, it, it, this is not an easy market to understand.
2: Mm-hmm. Truck
0: customers are a little different than car customers, and and maybe the, what they're learning are Toyota truck customers are a little bit different than Toyota car customers. But the history that you mentioned is is fascinating, and and should be you know the subject of of a great many number of books. Hopefully, <laughs> I, I haven't seen one yet, but but yeah, it's uh it, it, it's about it's about caution and it's about horrible timing that there's there's nothing wrong with the idea of trying to get into the full-size truck market in the united states going straight to texas and saying we want to do it right this time and we want to do it big unfortunately right after they finished building that san antonio plant the economy just fell off a cliff
1: good point
0: so, well. so so that was not a good time for full-size pickup truck sales for anybody in that time frame from eight, nine, and ten. Um, but now we're starting to see that coming back a little bit. So, so I think, I, I think the short answer to your question there is: is some of it is about understanding the market with the right product, and some of it is about bad timing.
1: When, uh, when they launched the. Um tundra in 2007 they not only had the plant in san antonio and i i don't know if they ever uh did this but they had plans at least to build tundras at a plant in, in uh indiana as well
0: yeah actually i think the previous generation in georgetown at that plant they were building the previous generation uh tundras there i think alongside the sequoia i think the first ah. generation of the sequoia so so they were trying to uh as a lot of men all Truck companies certainly and manufacturers want to try to consolidate as,
2: right. as and
0: and be as efficient as they possibly can with those hugely expensive manufacturing plants. But but the fact that the San Antonio plant, just getting back to the to Toyota pickup trucks, they're building full size and mid size trucks right. off of in the same plant off of the same lines is a stunning feat. That's not done anywhere else in the auto industry and and is probably going to be a model from here on out at any new new plants that are built from here on
1: out. Hmm. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then there's the Nissan Titan which uh uh entered the full-size field I think before the 2007 Tundra and is going absolutely nowhere. It's yeah, it's correct. almost it's barely has a heartbeat in the marketplace.
0: Yeah I I I think uh I think you stated it exactly right and then there's the Titan <laughs> everybody else and then there's the Titan they they definitely uh, were very cautious coming into the segment uh they only offer one V8 engine for their uh full size pickup truck and only two cab configurations only two bed lengths uh two wheel drive four wheel drive so they're trying to basically cover that 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 largest part of the market where most of the sales are, they just have not done a very good job of providing their customers with anything new, different or unique. For the most part to, for their buyers. So they're, they're trying to get in and, and be a part of a, a segment that is incredibly competitive. Chevy guys are very different than Ford guys. And they're very different than Ram guys or Toyota guys and trying to mark out some of their territory. I, I, I'm hoping that they've got some very smart people and I know they have very smart people over there at Ram Truck that they're planning out a strategy that's going to try to make some inroads, maybe not just not just on the consumer side, but maybe even in the commercial and fleet side, too, because that's really where you show how tough and how capable your truck is.
1: Mm-hmm. Do, do you know, uh, are the commercial vehicles that uh, Nissan builds in, I believe it's Mississippi, are they related to the Titan, the Vans? <laughs>
0: Uh the, yeah the vans are actually off a hybrid platform so it's not exactly the same frame they've done some a few extra bends to allow for a lower floor height which is obviously important with the NV vans but but it is a variation off of the same I think the front clip so the front third of that frame I believe is identical or if not identical very close to the existing full size Titan and they they do make you know, three-quarter-ton and one-ton chassis for that that work van. Ah. So maybe they, if they want to be creative, maybe there's something in a three-quarter-ton or one-ton Titan pickup truck in our future down the road.
1: So uh, with the Titan not dead yet?
0: Not dead yet, <laughs> okay. but uh, certainly on life support. Uh, one interesting fact is uh, that the... Mark,
1: uh, we, we have to pause for a break yeah. here, but hold that thought. and And then when we come back... I'd also like to talk about your light-duty challenge. Uh, yeah,
0: well, there's plenty to talk about there. Okay, we'll
1: that. all right. We'll be back in a minute or so.
0: Now, more cars, trucks, and bucks on TalkZone.com with your host, Rick Popeley.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Today we're talking about pickup trucks with Mark Williams, editor of Pickuptrucks.com, a comprehensive information site and resource on pickup trucks. If you have a question or comment, call us at 888-463-6748. You're welcome to join our conversation. Mark, before the break, you, uh, you had just started to say something, then I rudely interrupted you. <laughs> no,
0: n- nothing rude at all. Please.
2: Uh, as my
0: wife will tell you, interrupting Mark is not a problem whatsoever. <laughs> uh, I, I was just going to make the point, we were discussing the, the Nissan Titan. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably uh, an, an interesting point that not everybody is aware of, but the basically the CEO that was at Chrysler in charge of Ram trucks for the last oh, probably five years, maybe a little little more than five years, um, left Ram trucks and went over to Nissan, basically to, to head their entire U.S. market division. Ah. But that's a lot of truck knowledge that you're taking from one place and putting it into Nissan. So I'm sure, and in fact, I know this is already true. One of the first things that he did, his name is Fred Diaz. He's, he's now uh, directly involved in a lot of the plans there uh, putting together for this new Nissan Titan full-size pickup truck. But one of the first things he did was greenlight uh, something that had been in stasis with a relationship between Nissan and Cummins. So we've already been told that the, the next full-size Titan is going to get a Cummins engine option available when it eventually comes out, either in the 2015 or 2016 model year. That's huge news for truck guys, because the word Cummins, that resonates very strong and loud for a lot of guys who understand what torque is all about.
1: So there will be a heavy-duty Titan?
0: Not necessarily. No No. announcements have been made yet, but it would be obvious. This is a 5-liter V8 Cummins engine. Okay. So that, that's kind of an odd size. So you're exactly right to think that that might be something that would be better suited for a three-quarter ton or one-ton vehicle instead of a half-ton truck, because it, let's just look at the Ram 1500, for example. That That's a three-liter V6 turbo diesel that they're putting in that makes 400 more than 400 foot-pounds of torque. That seems to be plenty for any half-ton pickup truck. Mm -hmm. If you're going to go to something a little heavier duty, like a three-quarter ton truck, then maybe you start talking about, you know, a 2,500 or a 3,500 truck. It doesn't quite seem like it fits perfectly in a half-ton pickup truck, but but maybe they have plans for a heavy-duty half-ton or some kind of hybrid Hmm. model that sits in between a half-ton and a three-quarter ton. We'll have to wait and see. No official announcements yet, but we we expect something um, something in the next year or less than a year all right uh, we 've um, we've been doing for a long time and, and I mean it goes back as ten or fifteen years ago uh, before I even started here that that there really was a a lot of magazines for the most part that were doing some type of testing, but nobody was doing pickup trucks in depth they weren 't taking them out and towing they weren 't taking hmm. them out and throwing as much payload as they could possibly put into the beds and seeing how they performed and they and they weren't doing a lot of fuel economy tests either so that who who is cares about
1: fuel economy in a truck, no? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, traditionally, that, that, that that's, has exactly been the case. But I think lately, we've all become right. more and more sensitive about how much gas is costing at the pumps, and that's just as true for the compact car guy as it is for a full-size pickup truck guy.
1: So so in your comparison test, you do uh, you, you do uh, towing, you do payload, uh, fuel economy runs.
0: Yeah, yeah. For this particular test that you just mentioned, we our 2013 light-duty challenge, we We got together all of the full-size, half-ton pickup trucks that we could get, and the GMC and the Sierra were the brand-new ones out, but uh, we essentially got the 2014 model Chevy Silverado, the 2013 uh, Ford F-150, the 2014 GMC Sierra, the 2013 Nissan Titan, the 13 Ram 1500, and also a 13 Toyota Tundra, and we got them as as close to specs as we possibly could. They all had V8s except for the Ford, which has their twin-turbo EcoBoost uh, V6 uh, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: motor that's just as powerful as a lot of people's V8s. Um, So so we had a pretty good apples-to-apples comparison there. And and we put them through 13 different tests, uh, most of which were objective testing. So, you know, payload capacity, 0 to 60, uh, 60 to 0 braking, um, towing, uh, and then tried to quantify all those data points that we collected and then assigned points based on how well one truck did in comparison to its competitors. Um, and by the end of it, um, with the inclusion of some of our judges being able to provide their input uh, as well, too, we got a winner and we got a ranking order and, and we got all the data points that we published in the story itself. And we provide all that uh, information to the manufacturers who love us if they win and love to yell at us if they lose. Um, but, but we love doing this and we think it's It's providing a a valuable service to people who are interested in in how one truck compares to another.
1: Right. And and just uh, just for the record, the finishing order was sixth place, (laughs) Nissan Titan, fifth, Toyota Tundra, fourth, Chevrolet Silverado, third, GMC Sierra, second, Ram 1500, first, Ford F-150, the only V6 in the field,
0: yeah, but it's the EcoBoost V6. So right. You always have to have to put an addendum to that comment. It's uh, They've done a great job with uh, both promoting and designing a very powerful V6 engine that gives the the power of a V8 and the towing capacity of a V8, but um, when driven around empty, does a wonderful job of acting just like a normal V6.
1: Where did the Silverado and Sierra fall short in this light-duty challenge?
0: Yeah, that's a very good question. Um uh, i probably have to backtrack a little bit i'm not i'm not trying to to couch anything or or uh you know provide any excuses but anytime you have a head to head test you have to be and and everybody should be from a consumer to you know a hardcore truck enthusiast should be very aware of how that test is being judged so where where are the points being awarded and exactly what kind of um scale, what kind of bias are, are the testers uh, putting on this test? So I, I said, we, we have 13 different tests. We put no weighting on any of these tests. So every one of those 13 tests mm-hmm. was exactly equal in point value to every other test okay so, so that in itself we did not bias the objective zero to sixty testing we didn't give that more weight we didn't give fuel economy more weight than than our judge's personal tests but but we did add up and calculate all these tests and collected all the data together and then deliver them so so with that said um, about about 65% of our test was based on the objective testing, just data points we collected in an autocross test, in fuel economy, in zero to 60, 60 to zero. So so those type of tests that we ran each of those trucks through one at a time get a particular score based on their performance, just black and white.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Less, about 35% of the, the test itself was objective testing. So we had this was a, uh, a partnership test that we did with Popular Mechanics. So we had two of their automotive editors with us with two of our uh, pickup truckscom experts, and we uh, put our heads together, and we looked at judging each one of these trucks with every other competitor in interior categories. So we looked and see how well this, this, this vehicle did compared to other vehicles as far as how nice and how well their interior mm-hmm was executed as well as the exterior design Uh, so so we went through all of that as well too so 35% of it was just based on our subjective expert opinions and preferences on what we liked and didn't like about these trucks one interesting point is that we did make a requirement of the manufacturers that that they could they had to stay within a certain parameter. So they all had to be four-wheel drive. They all had to be crew cabs. They all had to have you know, their their most powerful engine that was the most efficient. So, so they could choose a lot of the parameters. But we did say that their truck could not be above $45,000. So that, that sounds like a lot of money, and it is a lot of money. But uh, for some of these trucks, like we were talking about before, you could load them up and get get well past fifty and sixty and and even brush up against the seventy thousand dollar mark when you're talking about fully fully pimping out these and pickup trucks. So we wanted these to be real world trucks, so we put that ceiling of forty five thousand dollars on it so that they would reasonably be uh, kind of all in the same segment as if somebody was saying, you know what, I've got forty five thousand dollars worth of cash, who will give me the best performing truck. Who will give me the biggest bang for the buck?
1: Uh, so if if I go into those results and and I pick out the three or four things or, or five things that are most important to me uh, from those thirteen tests, I could conceivably you know pick a, a different winner than you did. Couldn't? I? That's
0: absolutely correct, and, that, and that's essentially why we want to be as. Transparent is absolutely possible. If you have specific categories that you're more interested in than others, be our guest and go ahead and weight that. Yeah. Recalculate those numbers by whatever factor you want to want to put on them, and you could literally add up your own total based on what you prefer, or what you would think is more important than something else. So, yeah, th- that's exactly why we post all the results, post all the data, post all the numbers, and how we get to our score, so that. Basically, a consumer can go there and say, okay, how can I use this to get to the one truck that will be best suited for me?
1: You have driven the uh, 2014 Toyota Tundra since that test?
0: Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. In fact, after this test, it wasn't ready in time for this test. Uh, it, uh, but before maybe you ask follow-up question. Uh, do you, do you think
1: apologize. the results would have been much different with the 2014?
0: Uh Somewhat. I, I think they've done huge improvements with their redesigned interior. Hmm. And, you know, whether you like the exterior design, I couldn't even hazard a guess on how our judges would have calculated that. But just looking at the chassis performance and the engine performance, those are pretty much identical. So I wouldn't assume that a lot of those numbers would change much at all
1: okay so it'd be in the um, subjective areas that uh, yeah might, yeah uh, exactly. that,
0: that might change a little bit it's just occurred to me i completely ignored your original question about how well the the chevy and the gmc did and where they fell short uh-huh having laid out how we score all of this um i, I think it might even be the wrong way to even ask the question they didn't really fall short Vastly improved from the vehicle that they're replacing, maybe one of the best replacement vehicles we've ever seen as far as truck designing. But the way that we had these particular tests set up, that they, their, their improvements were incremental and how they performed just could not hold up to the brute force performance of the F 150 or even the Hemi that was in the uh, Ram 1500. Th- those are just, um, big, strong, thick tools that uh, are perfectly suited for things like the F-150, for example, perfectly suited for just being very strong and brutish when towing and carrying payload. They have amazing numbers leading the segment. And the Hemi, anytime you're doing flat-out straight line or racing up a hill, that Hemi is just an an incredible... um, engine and just delivers uh, at the rear wheels like like nothing else we've seen i would describe the chevy and the gmc with their five three liter v8 so kind of the mid level v8 to be much more um softer is not the right word but but much smoother through mm-hmm. a lot of the different tests that we just did. not
1: as potent or muscular
0: right it, it it's it's not a right. brute force tool right. it's it's much more refined it 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 delivers um, uh, almost as well as both of those other two trucks, but just does it in a more refined, in a much smoother way. So, right.
1: uh, excuse me, Mark. We have to pause for one final break, and we'll we'll finish up that discussion. And I'd like to ask you about the heavy duty uh, field when we come back. Absolutely. All right, stay with us, please.
2: This is Cars, Trucks, and Bucks on TalkZone.com.
0: Back to Rick Popley.
1: Welcome back, everyone. My guest is Mark Williams, editor of PickupTrucks.com. And if you have a question or comment, call us at 888-463-6748. Again, that is 888-463-6748. Before the break, we were talking about the uh pickup PickupTrucks.com's 2013 light-duty challenge, which was won by the Ford F-150, and then two new for 2014 GM trucks, the GMC Sierra and Silverado, finished third and fourth, respectively. Mark, it sounds like you're saying that even though those two GM trucks were much improved, neither has a knockout punch.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's... Now we did have. I probably should make a small caveat here. We did have some early production models for this test, um, so so they they got us some early vehicles that were going to qualify for this test uh, ahead of their their schedule. So it, it, it's not like these trucks weren't very representative of exactly what gets sold on on the dealer lots. Um, but they were early production models, and they, and they were very clear with us on, on that up front. Yeah, it, one of the reasons why we tried to structure this particular challenge the way we did is to try to keep all these trucks within a very specific zone. Um, so to make it a little more apples-to-apples, uh none of these vehicles were going to be able to offer their biggest and strongest motor or their highest top line uh, luxury model or their most capable off-roader vehicle uh so so this had to be kind of a heart of the market core um, you know center of the bullseye kind of truck this competition and as a result uh, i I think that's exactly what we saw both in the chevy and the gmc's case very good in a lot of different categories racked up a lot of points came in second and third in a lot of categories but didn't really stand out or uh uh, dominate any of the other vehicles in the segment the way that the uh like we were talking about the ram or the uh, ford did in those particular competitions
1: Turning to the uh, the heavy-duty uh, segment of the uh, uh, pickup truck market, uh, the heavy-duty vehicles are, what, over 8,500 gross vehicle weight?
0: Yeah, the G- GBW, gross vehicle weight rating, is, is typically the dividing right. line that um, both the government and the manufacturers do. Uh, Follow right and under 8,500 GVW is, is is it's just basically about how strong it is. Right. Three quarter ton and one ton trucks is is the typical nomenclature that people use.
1: And 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 those are where you uh, that's about what twenty five to thirty percent of the market.
0: Yeah 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 that's pretty much the way it shakes out. Maybe even a little less than that. It varies a little bit from manufacturer to manufacturer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can figure at least three quarter of any given truck maker's if they make heavy duties about 3 quarters of their total sales for that uh, particular model Silverado or Sierra or Ram or F series is going to be the half ton pickup trucks like we tested in our right. light duty challenge and then the heavy duties the 2500s or 250s 3500s or 350s uh yeah are going to be the heavy duty segment right. that, and, that,
1: and neither Toyota nor Nissan is in that uh that territory That is correct exactly right. Um, what's uh, what's coming uh, next in the heavy duty field? Isn't there a the heavy duty versions of the Silverado and Sierra coming next year?
0: Yeah, we just saw actually there's a lot of things going on in the heavy duty segment we, once and that's usually the the cadence and the rhythm
2: mm-hmm. that
0: the manufacturers have they'll put a lot of time and energy and effort into getting their half-ton pickup trucks redesigned, re-engineered and and out to market and then they'll go ahead and and turn the uh the truck guys in their different divisions on the heavy duty models as well too. So, we've had a lot of attention on on the half-tons. Now we're seeing more attention, more spotlight on the uh, the heavy duties yeah at the state fair of texas we saw the 2015 uh, Chevy Silverado and GMC Sierra heavy duties Mm -hmm. so slightly different design look very similar to the the half tons uh, as well but still different different look to the vehicles inside and out now they've done nothing underneath so just that just in 2011 is when they last redid all the underpinnings, so brand-new suspension, heavier-duty frame, uh, upgraded and beefier uh, diesel engine powertrain, and now a stronger V8, uh, gas V8 as well, too. So they didn't do anything underneath the heavy-duties on the GM side. Um, they have just concentrated on the exterior and made a lot of the different bed changes that were in the smaller Silverado and smaller Sierra and updated a lot of the, the interior look to— uh, coincide more with uh, the Chevy Silverado half-ton and the GMC Sierra half-ton.
1: And and uh, that's, that's coming um, next year?
0: Correct. Yeah, they're all 2015 models, but, uh, yeah, the State Fair of Texas was the first time we right. got a chance to see them. I'm sure we'll get a chance to see them being out on display at the different auto shows as we start heading into some of right. the bigger auto shows now.
1: Does uh, PickupTrucks.com have a, a current favorite among heavy-duty pickups, or how would you... Rank
0: um, I'm, I'm trying to think. The, the Not last to put you we...
1: on the spot or anything. Mark. No, 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 no. no, no.
2: <laughs> I,
0: I mean, testing is what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love testing heavy duties. The last time we did a big uh, comprehensive, I mean, at least with three trucks, heavy-duty mm-hmm. comparison, it was almost two years ago. We're just in the midst of planning when we're going to update that,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: probably later on this year. So we called it the Hurt Locker. And, uh, yeah, we, we had a, a Ford F-350 Super Duty. We had a Ram 3500 HD. Uh, and we had the GMC Sierra 3500 HD all had their turbo diesel engines so the Power Stroke 6.7 liter diesel the Duramax 6.6 liter uh diesel and then the Ram had the Cummins 6.7 liter uh straight six diesel in it um, and the winner that came out of that uh, just by a nose by by how much better that engine performed uh, in that truck than the competitors was the GMC Sierra so mm they did a great job with their powertrain and chassis before in 2011 and uh it doesn't surprise us at all that they're going to come out with their next version and all they're going to concentrate on and is the exterior design and the and changing the interior.
1: Yeah. Uh the uh auto manufacturers are making a much bigger deal these days about fuel economy in their pickup trucks. Uh and, uh what heavy duty they don't have fuel economy ratings. But uh uh if I'm correct on that
0: well, in the heavy duties, you're right. right. In fact, they have that 8,500 GVW
1: number. Right. That... So, uh, uh, but um, on the light duty, uh, there are a lot of claims about fuel economy and, and bragging. Does uh, does fuel economy really matter that much to pickup truck buyers? Yeah,
0: I, I guess I guess it all depends on which truck buyers you're talking about. I think I think for um, for a lot of fleet and commercial guys who calculate how much money their trucks are going to cost them every week and every month and every year and plan that out for 10 years at a time, they're going to be very conscientious uh, about uh, exactly what kind of money they expect to be shelling out mm-hmm. over the course of life of that truck. Um, maybe fuel economy isn't traditionally uh, something that, that truck buyers keep at the front of their mind, but on a couple of the different surveys that I've seen over the last, I don't know, maybe 12 months, where it used to rank in the top 10, you know, maybe around eight or nine, nowadays it seems to be climbing quite a bit. So it's, it's you know, five, six, five, wow. four or three on that list of priorities that people have when they go shopping for that truck. So it's changing. It's not the most important thing by any stretch, but it is becoming more important.
1: And probably will in the future. uh, Yeah,
0: absolutely, I would assume so. And we're seeing that now with Ram kind of jumping to that diesel, and then V6 technology is becoming very important, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if we saw something hybrid-oriented or even electric truck-oriented down the road, depending on... uh,
1: Didn't Toyota talk about that a while back? Yeah, Ford Ford and
0: Toyota, mm, about three years ago, had a... Memorandum ah, of Cooperation, yes. I
2: think. Which it's they correct, ended.
0: Yeah. Which they have yeah. since ended. So. so they've learned as much as they can from each other, and now they're going off <laughs> in their separate ways. So that, that, that's the way I look at Sounds it. Sounds
1: like relationships in the uh, 21st century. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, Mark Williams, editor of PickupTrucks.com, thank you so much for spending time with us today and talking about what you know so well, Pickup <laughs> Trucks.
0: Thank you, Rick. I had a great time.
1: All right. Good talking to you. And, folks, that is about all the time we have for this week's episode of Cars, Trucks, and Bucks. Join us next week when we will discuss another topic that will help you make smarter choices about buying and owning a vehicle. Until then, please visit my website, cars, com for more information about next week's show, news updates, and vehicle reviews. Thanks again to today's guest, Mark Williams of pickuptrucks.com, and thanks to you for listening. This is Rick Popley saying be careful out there and watch out for trick or treaters tonight. So long, everyone.